0: Bombus, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombus.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its
1: innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Welcome to the INFJ Whisperer Podcast, where I dissect all things INFJ. You are not alone anymore. There are others like you. Hey guys! I hope that you guys are doing amazing wherever you are in the world. My name is Boomshika and I welcome you to my channel. As always, I'm so grateful that you guys are listening, subscribing and commenting. I really appreciate the support. And of course, if you guys want to support me further, you can do that by going to my Patreon site. The link is in the description below. And you can give me a dollar a month, five dollars a month, whatever you guys prefer. In this video, I want to speak to you guys about INFJ children and how we have extreme separation anxiety, especially when we're children. I don't know. I mean, for me now, I'm really independent and I don't care about people and I don't want to be around people. But when we are children when we are younger, I had immense really intense separation anxiety, especially from my parents. I really hated being away from my mother. And of course, my mother (laughs) wanted to make me independent as soon as possible, especially because she had two other kids to take care of. So she pushed me away and tried to make me independent as soon as possible. And the more she did that, the more anxious I got, the more I wanted to be like, oh, no, I'm clingy, I'm going to cling to you, and I don't, wanna, I don't want you to leave me, and I'll cry and throw tantrums and things like that. I still remember all the times where my mother would leave me. For example, there was this one time I was living, I was in Delhi at the time, New Delhi in India. Uh, that was where I was born, but we only came back for summer vacations because we moved to the Middle East. But, you know, we'd come back in the summer time and I remember my mom just wanted to be free for a bit, because in Yemen, where we lived, you know, she had to take care of three kids by herself. There was no one there to help her. But in Delhi, she had family around, so she would leave us with the family and go off and try to just enjoy herself a little bit, just be on her own, and just chill out. And so she did that, you know, and I'd notice her leaving me once she left me at this kindergarten place. And I just cried so much. I felt so much anxiety. I was so afraid that she was going to leave me. She was going to abandon me and never come back for me. And I was so, so afraid. And I noticed her getting on a motorbike and leaving. And I was like so angry with her, so upset because I thought she didn't love me anymore. And I was like, wow, well, how dare you care more about this other person that you're riding away with than me and I felt so angry, yeah? And I still remember the emotions so strongly right now. And I'm 36, and these probably happened 30 years ago. But I can still remember the anxiety and the separation anxiety and the and just the intense emotions of imba- abandonment and anger that I felt against her for leaving me behind, right? And so I wanted to share this with you because I thought that, and I know that a lot of you guys have mentioned this as well, that you felt the same emotion of separation anxiety and just anxiety in general as a child, we just don't know how to deal with other people besides our parents. You know, it takes us a while as children to understand, okay, these are our parents and they're the ones who take care of us and they're the ones who are going to be with us for a long period of time. And so we kind of cling to our parents because we have understood them and understood how to deal with them. And so we just want to be with them all the time. It's like when we like someone and they understand us and they are around us all the time and they like us apparently, We just want to be around them all the time because they're familiar to us. We don't want to go after something else that's unfamiliar. And so when my mom would leave me at those kindergarten places, I would just sit there in the corner and stare out at all these kids and have no idea how to deal with them. I would have no idea how to speak to them. And I would have no idea how to interact with the teachers. It was literally like I was in alien land and I was left behind by my mother. And I was like, how could you do this to me? How can you leave me behind like this to deal with all these alien creatures that I have no idea how to deal with? All right. It was just like the worst thing anyone could do to an INFJ child. Of course, you have to live in the real world. And I understand this. And of course, this was necessary for my growth because after a couple of times, I think five or six times, I was fine with it. You know, she'd leave me and I'm like, all right, cool, fine. I guess this is life. This is what I have to get used to. And as an INFJ, you know, you get used to things pretty quickly. At first, you're like, I'm never going to get used to this. And then you're like, after three or four times, you're like, ah, blasé about it, you know. So she'd leave me and I'd, I wouldn't even care. My sister would cry about it. My little brother would cry about it. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. Don't worry about it. We'll have fun with this. And I would just have fun with it. You know, I'd just do my own thing. I'd play and all that stuff. And then when she'd come to pick me up, cool, I'm here. And great, you came back to pick me up. So that's something that, as I am children, we deal with a lot of, right? Because, as I said, we just don't know how to deal with people in general. And also, we don't know how to deal with other children in general, all right? So that's one of the things that I've noticed for myself, I had noticed for myself, is that it takes me a long time to adjust myself and learn about the children around me. And this wasn't only just in kindergarten or in grade one or two or three. I think this lasted until high school, even in university. I would look at the people around me and i just think they're alien, and I just didn't, or I was an alien, and I just did not know how to interact with them. I would observe, and I'd watch people, and I'd see how they're, they're talking to each other and behaving with each other, but a lot of times, I wouldn't be able to emulate it because it was just not me. You know, they were all extroverts, and they were laughing with each other, teasing each other, and flirting with each other, and these are all things that I had no idea how to do, so for the longest time, I would just sit and stare at people and watch them and be like, I have no idea how you're behaving like that. I want to learn, Right? I've done a video before about hacking cool and this is something that we do. You know, we hack cool, we watch people and we try to emulate them so that we can pretend to be cool enough, cool enough, to be to make friends, and that's it, because we just don't know what to do any how to do it otherwise. I would have no idea how to behave in public if I wasn't watching my extroverted friends. You know, I need my friends around. That's why I can't go to places by myself. Mostly I try not to go to places by myself because I literally have no idea how to behave there. How am I supposed to behave? How do people do these things, right? Recently, I went for a rock climbing session and my friends were coming, but they were late. And so I got there early because I'm an INFJ and I get to places early. And I had to just sit there for half an hour and watch what was going on around me. Thankfully, there were spots to sit and it was okay. Like they didn't look at me like I was crazy. Well, they did, but it was all right. And I was just I was just sitting there looking around. I'm like, okay, I don't know what to do here. <laughs> and as soon as one friend arrived, and she's an extrovert, obviously, and she was like able to kind of just talk to people, and she figured out how to do things, and la la. la. I was fine. And you know, all of a sudden, I was like, all right, cool. I'm just gonna watch her, and what she does, I'm gonna do, right? And so I was fine once my extrovert. And then one more friend, friend came, and one more, and one more, and eventually there were five of us, and I just felt so comfortable because I was like, all right, cool. They know what they're doing, I'll just watch them, I'll emulate them, I'll copy them, I'll mimic them, I'll be a chameleon, and everything's going to be perfect. Okay, so that's how we do it. And we learn these skills as a child, very early on. I can still remember when I was in kindergarten, sitting there and watching the people around me, the kids around me, and then playing with blocks or things like that. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool, so I'm supposed to play with these blocks. All right, good. So that's what I did. You know, there was no originality in the way I did things except when I'm by, I was by myself, then I played on my own and I made up my own games and when I was with my brother and sister, we made up I made up a lot of interesting games and a lot of interesting stories to share with each other. But when I was with strangers, I just did not know what the hell I was doing with myself. <laughs> and so I had to really copy the people around me. Now, I I always used to think that that was a weakness of mine. I used to think that, you know, I am uh, and my mom, mom would say the same thing to me as well because she's like, "Why are you so mentally weak? Why can't you just be strong and just do your own thing? Why do you have to follow all these people around like that?" You know. And so she would say this to me for the longest time. And I thought, "Oh man, am I mentally weak? Am I just... am I just a coward? Am I just like a a really weak, you know, insignificant human being?" And so I, for the longest time, I believed that that was my fault. You know, I did not know how to do things, and I did not know how to do things unless someone showed it to me. And I felt bad about it. But now I do these videos, of course, to show you guys that it's just the way of our progression as an INFJ. We need to go through these phases as a child, as as a as an INFJ, in order to learn, oh, okay, cool, so that's how humanity works, that's how society works, that's how people interact with each other, that's how socialization goes. And so we learn about all this stuff and then we do it ourselves, right? And so it's okay for you to emulate, for you to copy the people around you for a few years, few decades, while you learn how things go. It's completely fine. And there's nothing to be ashamed of. You're not mentally weak. There's nothing wrong with you. You're just a little bit weird. (laughs) Just a little bit different in a good way, in a really good way. And once you really come into yourself, once you really understand yourself and you love yourself and learn about yourself, once you get to where I am, almost where I am, then it'll be perfect. You know, That's when you're going to really be like, all right, cool, I'm fine as I am. Yes, I still have no idea what I'm doing in public. But when I'm by myself, I know exactly who I am. I know exactly what I want to do with my life. I know exactly how I'm going to spend my time on this planet. And it's like I'm, I'm the strongest, most powerful person on this planet. And that's how I am. And I feel it and I, I feel so amazing inside myself. And just feels so good to be me right? And so you will get there eventually. It's not like you're stuck in this phase of not knowing who you are and having to copy everyone around you forever. It'll take a little bit of time, but you will get there as well. And you'll Once you get there, you're going to be so powerful that people are going to be intimidated by you, <laughs> okay? So it's okay. Don't worry about it. And that's one of the reasons I wanted to do this video is that if you are a teenager, and if you're a teenager or even child listen to this, or even a high schooler or, or university student, then it's okay. Do what you need to do in order to get through the world. Do what you need to do in order to socialize with the people around you. Just do what you need to do. Don't worry about it. You're not weak. You're not anything wrong. There's nothing wrong with you. You're fine. This is just one of the phases of evolution that you need to go through in order to fully become that perfect, awesome INFJ that you're going to become eventually. Okay? I hope this makes sense. I hope I was able to explain myself to you. If you guys are interested in supporting me further, you can do that by going to my Patreon site. The link is in the description below. And I shall see you guys the next time around. Bye for now. Thanks for listening. If you want to put a face to the voice, you can check out my YouTube channel, Boom Shaka. Bye for now.